0: What's going on, guys? This next episode is with Hall of Famer Andre Dawson, and I know we have a little bit of a younger audience on this podcast, so I wanted to give our listeners a little bit of a breakdown of who he is as a player. Um, Andre is a Hall of Fame outfielder, eight-time All-Star, four-time Silver Slugger, eight gold gloves, MVP. This man is a legend. Um, and if you're not familiar with who he was as a player, go look him up as you listen to this. He gives us some incredible insight on his approach to hitting, how he looked at the game, so much incredible information. So make sure you check him out and enjoy the episode. Baseball lifestyle, my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle what's going on everybody welcome back for another episode of the grounds crew we are live once again from the mlb players house at the 2021 all-star game and today we are joined by another legend in the game andre dawson thank you so much for being here we're so excited to have you
1: hall of famer andre
0: dawson yeah i'm sorry i left that out there you go (laughs) i I thought legend was all encompassing but you're right hall (laughs) of famer thank you so much for being here how you doing have you enjoying the atmosphere so far
2: well first of all thanks for having me and yes i am always look forward to uh, All-Star Weekend, even post-retirement. Mm-hmm. I used to play in a softball game, and I've retired from that now. So I come out, work a little bit in Fan Fest, and uh, this is a little bit different post-career, but mm-hmm. I still enjoy it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's great to have you on and be able to just talk baseball with you, and, and obviously it's a little bit different from what you've been doing out, you know, out and about, going to different activities and things. Uh, but... We like we like we wanted to have you know different people from different parts of the game and kind of uh, to talk about the current state of the game and, and uh, what your thoughts are on it. Are there any players that you've been watching that you think wow like this guy's really doing big stuff for the game, moving it forward, uh, inspiring kids? I don't know if there's anybody that you kind of watch and are like yeah that, that's a good that's a good guy right there.
2: Yeah, we're working uh, for the Chicago Cubs. Obviously, uh, they had they have some uh, good ball players mm-hmm. that I have followed. Javi uh, Baez, of course. Um, big. I've been a big Anthony Rizzo fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd probably been the face of that organization. But again, Trout, Mike Trout, who I didn't really get to see a lot of because uh, he's on the West Coast and they, you know, play the late games. And I was a big Bryce Harper fan uh, when he first came up. Mm-hmm. Then there was Mookie Betts. Of course. And uh, now, I guess you know with all of the youth influx in the game, the Acuna Junior, uh, the Sotos, and the incredible Otani. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, it makes for watching Sports Center anyway, Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, a fun event. So the young, there's a lot of youth in the game that uh, is making uh, the game itself uh, interesting in that regard. And those are the names that really kind of jump out at me.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure, and I think that we've talked about it on this show a few times that uh, there's a lot of young superstar talent, and it feels like a lot of them all kind of came around at the same time. You got uh, guys like Tatis, 21, you know Soto, 21, Acuna, 21. Like having guys who have been that good at that young of an age—that's something that you know used to happen more. And nowadays, with with deferring guys and pushing guys back and service time manipulations, things like that, sometimes you don't see a guy until he's 23, 24 so that they can keep him longer. Uh, it's been cool to watch these young guys play. Um, is there any guy that you look at today and you say, he reminds me of me?
2: Well, hey. that's a good question because <laughs> I once saw uh, someone wearing a T-shirt and they said, the T-shirt said, there will never be another Andre Dawson, whatever that was supposed to mean. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, I played the outfield position, Yep. obviously. And Multi-time gold glover. I felt uh, before he uh, retired. And we're talking about uh, today's ball player. It could be any, any time. It could anybody, be any time yeah. after you played. It, it, well, I think about today, first of all, and it, it's tough because... There's some good ball players, and I was considered to be a 5-2 player. And uh, when I think about the one that reminded me the most, it would be Torrey Hunter, uh, who's not playing anymore. Mm-hmm. Torrey was a great defender, right. had he, pop. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't a base stealer per se, but he had speed. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, he just uh, brought uh, a plus game on both sides of the, of the diamond. Uh, that's as a hitter and defender. It's
1: interesting you mentioned Tory Hunter because you both played on artificial surfaces during a large part of your career, mm. and I feel like both of you guys uh, got beat up playing on that a little bit. You mm-hmm. obviously know for yourself, you know, you overcame a lot trying to get through, and and playing on artificial turf can, can wear on the body. Yeah. Uh,
2: yes, uh, I played... Extensively, my first 10 years, and I didn't really realize how it really beat me up. I knew that the wear and tear was there, mm-hmm. and I had to occasionally take time off. It was only until I got to Chicago and was able to play on the natural playing surface on an everyday basis well, at least um, half the season, and the difference was like night and day. I would still get an occasional day off because there were still a lot of uh, multi uh, turf stadiums, yeah. multi-purpose mm-hmm. stadiums. But uh, it was a it was a blessing in disguise. I didn't, I didn't really envision that I would feel that much stronger. But well, uh, mm-hmm. that was that was an eye opener. You felt
1: yeah. you felt much stronger because your first year with Chicago was also your best season in terms of hitting home runs. I think you hit 49 that year? Correct. Yes. So, so being able to, you can see that, that, that and I, I obviously doing some research and making sure I knew a little bit, you had about 175 home runs in six years with the Cubs, and with the 10-plus years you were, you were in uh, uh, ter- uh, with the Expos, um, you had hit about 225. So your power numbers really lifted when you felt better. And you weren't getting beat up by the game. And you you might I, I heard I read a quote where, you know, you you would have hit 600, 700 home runs <laughs> if you had played your entire career with the Cubs. You know, we'd be talking about a lot of a lot of different conversations. You know, you'd be in that, that Hank Aaron conversation of of player, and I think that that's that's something that a lot of people don't take into account is your circumstances lead to a lot of what the results happen with your game. Right? You can't choose where you start off and what's happening and what's around you. And that impacts some of the little things here and there about your career. Other guys get lucky. You have great opportunities. They're in the right situation. You look at Trout. Trout hasn't won anything, right? But he's been the best player in the game for a long time. You can't change your circumstances, you know? That's that.
2: That's correct. Uh, all you can do is just go out give it your best effort uh, each and every moment that you step out on the playing field. And... Uh, numbers would take care of itself. And I think about uh, the six years that I played in Chicago, and the most fascinating thing for me was, it was a new beginning, and uh, the embracing of the fans. Mm -hmm. I felt like a kid again, and I was able to go out, enjoy the game. That organization playing uh, amongst pretty much stellar crowds all the time, even when you would go on the road, You'd, uh find a huge following of Cub fans, so I was I was allowed to really uh, plant my feet underneath me again and enjoy the game, uh, let the game be fun again, and that wasn't really happening during the latter part of my career in Montreal <coughs> with the with the injuries uh, kind of mounting, and m- most in particular the knees mm-hmm. and the wear and tear on the AstroTurf but just being rejuvenated as a result of going to the regular field. now I often wonder, wow, if I was able to really play here the entirety of my career, win or lose as an organization, just how well could you do? But mm-hmm. I, I t- try not to dwell too much on what if, you know, because... You're sure. still a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Right? Uh, yeah. it, exactly. it worked out it's, in the long it's run. Just the, it's just the end result. For me, it was, it was a goal to... To play 15 years, and uh, when I surpassed that, I was like, then what? I still felt like I had uh, baseball left left in me. I was able to play another five, six years. Yeah, and I look back at that longevity. Uh, was always the key, and mm-hmm. the at the end, you know, I don't worry about what the outcome was, and I was rewarded with the Hall of Fame.
1: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And I th- I think that's exactly what we're even saying. Uh, for for younger kids, you know. As the game moves along, right, there's new, you know, best players, right? You talk about Tory Hunter before Tory probably was, you know, a Griffey guy, right? And then you keep going down the line, Acuna, guys like that who play, play in the outfield and, and have these, these abilities to do stuff, you can always look back and everybody wants to look at numbers and they want to look at things. Uh, and I think that what fans of, younger fans of today probably don't realize is that t-shirt that person was wearing was saying that you were much better than even the numbers could show. Uh, And I think that if people had an opportunity to really know how well everybody looked at how good you were, um, they'd be like, oh, wow. So, like, he's the top of the top. Like, you're top 1% of the 1%. -hmm. You're that level of player. So, your insight's incredible. So, with that... What do you think about, like, the whole Otani situation? Obviously, he's pitching and hitting, and he's crushing home runs. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, How difficult is that? You know, everybody hears it's difficult. The Babe Ruth stuff's starting to come up about all that. But what's your take on him from both sides of of everything he's doing right now?
2: Well, it's uh, it's a phenomenon uh, unlike anything you've seen uh, that we've witnessed. And... Uh, I applaud him for what he's able to do. You know, the hype when he first came over was uh, his ceiling uh, was unlimited. And it took a moment for him to get his feet underneath him. Uh, I think to really uh, grasp the concept of I got to do both pitching and I'm going to be a DH. Um, My biggest question was, this guy's got to be, uh, pretty solid build wise and I always wanted to know how big was he I haven't ever seen him perform or play in person just highlights and he looks to be like a pretty big kid he, yes I they know, list
1: him at like 205 or 210 and I'm like no shot yeah, well, he's he's grown <clears throat> since he got here right like he's 6'4 he looks like he's 235
2: yeah and to see the way the bat I'm sorry the way the ball comes off of his bat uh, it's pretty impressive yeah and then to be able to go out and throw four or five different pitches and be able to command any of them whenever he wants to it's incredible yeah Mm -hmm. and that's why i say it's unlike anything you've ever seen so uh that's what i enjoy watching uh because it's a it's it's a rare feat it's something rare to pull off and You're not gonna see it but maybe once in your lifetime if you do see it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about as well, like, how long can he actually sustain this level that he's at? And we've even said, like, even if it's only this year that he's like really at this amazing level of how good his pitching is, how good he's hitting, it's still captivating the entire sports world, not just baseball. And it's doing a lot for the game. It's getting a ton of people who may not may just be a casual baseball fan, if not at all, they're they're like, I need to Sit down and watch the Angels play because this guy Otani is unbelievable.
2: Yeah, I think, and the only probably negative to it when you think about the total picture is that it's it's tough to watch him on the East Coast. Yes, yes. Because you know of the time difference, and uh, I think if if he was neutral at a, a neutral site, neutral part of the country. Mm-hmm. If he was a Cub. Uh, he, well, <laughs> if he was a Cub, then, you know, we'd be talking about him every day. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but I, I think that's probably the only negative drawback is the fact that a lot of people don't really get to see him other than highlights.
1: Yeah. And I think it, every, the casual fan knows Babe Ruth's name. So when people start hearing on Sports Center and, you know, Stephen A. Smith is now talking baseball and he's like, who's this Otani guy? He's doing it better than Babe Ruth. The everyday sports fan is like, I gotta, I gotta see this. I got, is it real? And then we, since we've been here, he hit more home runs. He's up to thirty three, um, and he hit a ball the other night. I, I don't know where it even was. He hit it into the fourth deck, all the way in the back, and it was 70 like, it, it was a was. line drive. It hit four seventy. But if there had been nothing there, it was out of the stadium. Mm-hmm. So that that segues in. He's in the home run derby. You're a home run derby winner yourself. Uh, who do you have winning tonight? Who are you excited to watch swing? And did you enjoy your experience in the Derby?
2: When I hear the names tossed around this year, I, I don't think it's as strong a Derby. Yep. Uh, there's some good good uh, power hitters in it, but mm-hmm. I think I saw Peter Alonso win it, and it's it's tough to win it the, your very first year out. Uh, I've always Liked uh, the kid Soto. He's going up against Otani in the mm-hmm. in the first round, I think. But Otani hot, and I, I just he's he it just makes it look so effortless. Yeah. And there's been speculation that maybe the ball has not carried as much this year. I don't buy that. I don't buy it either. I, I don't buy it at all. And I, I see him hit the ball out the other way. With carry mm-hmm. and not just falling over the fence. And I see the 450 plus feet home runs he hit that looks so effortless. Mm-hmm. You know, he is a quick bat. Yes. Uh, and he's probably the hottest thing right now. Yeah. So I would say I, I would lean more toward him. It's going to be, I think, incredible, especially playing uh performing here in Mile High Stadium. Yeah. yeah. So uh, hopefully we can get this thing done before uh, one or two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm going to lean toward Otani because I think the fans, obviously, um, are geared to to see uh, him at this stage and uh, in the Derby because mm-hmm. of all of the the hype that you know is surrounding him. Uh, the first half of the season yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna lean in the direction of a guy who's who's hot at the moment yeah and uh, say that he'll probably be you know first time participant first time participant he'll win it his first time out
1: mm-hmm. and, and and you you brought up his first round matchup I've talked about it a few times uh, he's got the hardest matchup even though Soto's got less home runs than everybody else I watched Soto hit and I, I've talked about it before mm-hmm. Soto's special with the bat He's going through some... I'm a young player and people fear me. They're giving me different stuff. He's going to adjust at some point. Um, He can hit, man. Soto is a monster. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I look at that and I'm like, this is BP. Like, this isn't me stepping up and I got to worry about a ball dropping out of the zone and situational stuff and team morale. I just get to go up and hit BP. Soto, to me, is like... Otani's amazing. Soto's the, probably the next best guy in the Derby, mm-hmm. and they're going round one. I think that's going to be so much fun, but I'm also sad because I would have loved to have seen those two go against each other in a final because I, I, I'm with you. Pete Alonso, he did great his first time out. He kind of looked like he got lucky because <laughs> Vlad hit all those home runs. Yeah. They, yeah. Hey, listen, I, you win. You're, you're in your situation. You win with what you win with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, like, watching that first – Soto versus Otani to me is great. I think Otani, like you're saying, he's super hot, um, and, and he just looks like he's different. Right, um, right. But but Soto to me is the next best guy, yeah. so I'm, I'm very excited
0: yeah. to watch it's those guys. It's going to be amazing.
2: Yeah. And, I, and I think probably stamina may <clears throat> uh, may play a role also. The guy yeah. that uh, doesn't gas out. Uh, and the, the the addition of the time clock Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. could play a factor. So I don't know. I just, for obvious reasons i just like otani
0: for sure and i like the the rule change now where they don't have to wait for the ball to land anymore they can just start yeah. firing away so seal even more than normal i think i
1: but i think that's actually even tricky for guys because mm. i think they some guys are going to gas themselves yeah. out early trying to speed through it instead mm. of just keeping a steady pace yeah mm-hmm. and you end up taking swings that aren't perfect you're not mm-hmm. really squaring it up mm-hmm. um so It'll- we'll see it there's so much other little nuance that goes into it. It's yeah. not just be big and hit stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like there are little things that can ch- change it. That's why, like in the past, a guy like Ichiro was a great home run guy because mm-hmm. for the Derby, he would just hit these little line drives that just squeaked right. out. Conserve energy. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Why are you guys hitting at 500? I don't need to do that. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's it's three it's 343 down the line. Here's 346. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, he was that guy. So uh, it, again, I think it's a it's a great event. To me, it's my favorite event for All-Star Weekend. The game is great, but this is the fun, right? Everybody comes around and watches people just be great hitters. Yep. Well,
2: it, it, it's a made-for-television event. It's yes. bigger mm-hmm. than the All-Star Game itself. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, it's what people want to see. They, they like to see the long ball. It gets the crowd, uh, ooh and ah. In. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think one thing that uh, hopefully it won't cost uh, any uh, of the hitters – they just missed one, uh, Will they want to pause and take a look to see if it left or if it didn't leave, mm-hmm. and the clock is still running, running. Before, they, before they actually take another swing. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, it should be fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: I think it's going to be a good one. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go again. How was your experience?
2: I Well, it, it, it was a different time. Mm-hmm. Completely different. And you only were allowed 10 outs. And I looked forward to it because I I was obviously having a a pretty good year. And my thing when it comes to the home run derby is I I don't swing to hit a home run. What I did was cut the plate off. uh, And I wanted to make sure I didn't have to hit a ball out to right center or right field. So even though the ball was being grooved, I wanted the ball middle end, and I was either going to go down the line or left center, Mm -hmm. uh, which was my strength. So you got to think in terms of what your strengths are, and even though I had 10 outs, I was going to make sure every uh, pitch that I swung at was going to take flight. I enjoyed it. I I barely won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was exciting. It was fun. I, I looked forward to it. It was, um, for me, it was the, the, the highlight of that weekend. That's
1: and, awesome. And I think that's that's cool to hear because, again, we, we, we talk about a guy like DeGrom doesn't come and, and pitch in the game. And I get that. Pitchers' bodies and their arms, there's a certain amount of bullets. Um, but the hitters, hearing somebody like you be like, hey, I, I had so much fun with it and it was a great thing. For the fans that's great you know because they all watch it and like you said everybody loves the long ball everybody's doing and eye so to see your favorite hitter or to see some of the best hitters in the game and know that they actually do enjoy this experience and the the just winning really does matter it is fun there is like hey my heart's beating am I gonna win like mm-hmm. that's great but uh, I, I prefer the 10 out like I know now there's a lot more home runs I prefer the 10 out well, like, rule. I liked the old version because mm-hmm. it really, there, there there was do or die on a lot of that stuff. You missed it, you hit one off the wall that just didn't, That hey, that's one out, you know, and it just I enjoyed that, and there was a lot of little things that mattered with it. Now it's fun because you get to see guys just crushing tons of shots, and there's all these different rules to get them going, but I liked the ten out because it really it made you think. There was a there was a little chess game going on with guys right.
2: too. Yeah, and you you gotta focus a little bit more. <clears throat> and you're not just swinging. Yep. Uh, and I think um, for me that was uh, again that was that was fun because not only of the the players that were participating, but or who you were going up against. But you just Know that, hey, I, I got to do damage before I get to 10 outs. Mm-hmm. And it just makes you focused a little bit more. Yeah.
0: I like that you had a little bit of strategy on how you wanted to place yourself in the box so that you never had to think about, oh, do I need to go with this pitch? It's It, it has to be, it's the same swing, yeah. we're going the same direction. And then, you know, it's more about just making sure you put some good one on it and get it out of the stadium.
2: I think I made the comment to Todd Frazier. And I said, you're going to win this derby, but... This is what you got to do, and it was funny because when I the next time I saw him, he said, "You know what? I thought about what you said, and that worked." Yeah. <laughs> so. So, uh, so Todd owes it to yeah. you. There you go. So I, I I think yeah you just you gotta have a have a strategy. You're out there. You're not just taking BP. Yeah. So uh, when I see guys take swings, and they hit a, a routine fly ball to right field. Yeah, you're a power hitter and you got strength. But, you know, you, you there's something about swinging and hitting the ball that way and you got to have velocity as opposed to being in a derby and getting that pitch and then going the other way with it mm-hmm. as opposed to waiting for a pitch that you know you can hand, handle and do damage with right. and then letting the bat fly. Mm-hmm.
1: So, question for you is – There's a lot of different changes going on in the game right now, right? There's new rules. There's stuff being proposed. There's guys on second base to start extra innings. Uh, What are some things that you would like to see happen for the game? Are there rules that you like that have been instituted? Do you think that there's other things that need to change? What are some things that you'd like to see the game have or or go back to in in the next five years?
2: Well, being a traditionalist, I – I always liked things the way they were. yep. Um, the, obviously a lot of mistakes were made that uh, cost some ball games, some no hitters, uh, some plays that uh, were reversed as a result of instant replay. But I always felt that the umpire was a critical element of the game. And now with the rule changes, uh, t- there's a lot of tinkering trying to improve the game. I was never really a, a big fan of the seven-inning double hit. A lot of guy on second base. Really, you don't want to see 14, 15-inning extra-inning games mm-hmm. sure. uh, if you don't have to. But I, I just think about the history of the game itself, and when you start implementing all the, all of the changes in an effort to uh, improve what what a product that's not really broken. Uh, my, my biggest, the biggest thing that I want to see is uh, making the game for the younger crowd, uh, making sure that you draw that younger interest, that younger crowd, and the game to me is, is kind of uh, going the direction of middle-aged, older individuals, uh, people who have loved the game. Uh, when they were younger. Mm -hmm. So I I think the the biggest thing is finding the right way to attract the younger crowd, keep the game a a, a little bit more enjoyable in that regard and not tinker with it too much and be too focused on how long a game is being played and uh, how short a time frame you're trying to get games cut down to because players are going to continue to step out and uh, fumble with their, their batting gloves yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, take deep breaths and then step back in. Pitchers are going to continue to hold the ball for about 15, 20 seconds. Um, you know, it's just the nature. It's, yeah. it, it's what uh, their rhythm is. Uh, so for me, again, the biggest thing is just getting the younger audience a little bit more involved because they're the, f- they're the future uh, fans of the game and they're the ones that got to uh, take the game to uh, the kids that they're raising
1: yeah, yeah and we agree and we've, we've gotten to speak to a few former players this weekend and have the same conversation and I think that one thing that's kind of changed in my mind even is I I agree with what you're saying more and more it's less about changing the game and it's more about changing how we package the game mm-hmm. right you don't have to change what's in the package right but you might have to change the flashiness of the packaging right. mm-hmm. so you look at the NFL guy scores a touchdown they have a camera guy down there with this very cool camera walking through the guys as they're celebrating well let's mic up guys on the field right let's mic up guys who are playing in the field talking to each other can we put a camera out on the field during certain parts of the game that allow a behind the scenes look that's an alternative view that won't impact the performance of how it's played But it will give a deeper investment for a person to enjoy it from different vantage points. Show what players are like off the field more. You know, you look in NBA, you look in the NFL, guys are very willing to be on camera and be in front of it. Baseball, the number one player, doesn't like being on camera too often, right? And Trout, he's more quiet. I think we have to display. You Mm -hmm. said Bryce Harper, you really liked him. Bryce was very out there. But he played the game hard. He's Mm -hmm. hustling. He's bleeding. He's playing hard, playing baseball, but he was doing other things that brought packaging, Mm -hmm. made it packaging look fun.
2: Yeah, and you're right. I think when you have a mic on you, or the camera on you, and you know it, then you're gonna say the right things. Yeah, Mm -hmm. You know, you're not not gonna go off script because uh, the world is listening. And they wanna know what it is when you have a mic on, if you have anything to Mm -hmm. say. And it means a lot to them. So that is, a, that is an aspect of the game that I think can go a long way and letting people learn a little bit more about you as an individual and your personality. Yeah,
0: I think that's huge. It's like showing uh, all the fans the individual brands of who the players are, what they're all about. Um, and, and like you were saying, like how do we captivate the younger audience? And it's it's how you package it. It's the the showmanship of it all, and kind of making it more a part of the baseball culture. That hey, we need you guys to push the game forward. Be exciting. Be the Fernando Tatis. Do all these things that the kids are going to want to do, because that's how you keep layering it on for the younger crowd to enjoy the game and keep pushing it forward. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And that's and that's what we hope that you know we're doing with stuff like this and yeah. getting to talk to somebody like you is how do we repackage things and make it more fun, get a behind the scenes look, actually talk to you and hear what's going on and give it to a younger audience and not just, hey, put it as an article in Baseball America that young kids aren't reading anymore. You know, how do we put it on TikTok and how do we put it on Instagram and have these kids be excited about the information they're receiving and get insight that they wouldn't get, you know? And now I hope that, you know, a a kid who's watching this and the, and the, the, the fans of this show they hear more about you they go to look into who you are what you did what people say about you and hear how great you were and then for you to then talk about players in the game now it builds that connection between old new and future and they're the future and getting to have that connection that they know about the players deeper it will make it matter to them and then that'll make baseball matter to them and then that will make everybody happy
2: yeah, yeah when, they, when you see the kids interviewed at the Little League World Series, usually their favorite player is a star. Yep. and uh, they're their favorite for a reason. Uh, and the one thing that can really really go a long way, as you've mentioned with the packaging and so on and so forth, is learning a lot more about that player and uh, why you particularly like that player. And that's something I think, you know, when, when you when you talk about the, the scheme of things, as you mentioned, uh, it's just a part of packaging the game itself that uh, only adds to everything that you're trying to accomplish.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and that allows the game to stay the way it's always been, which will make mm-hmm. everybody all top to bottom happy, but bring in the next generation. Yeah. Exactly. So, listen, uh, that was amazing. Thank you so much. It was great to get insight from you, to get your perspective on the game now. Uh, We're all pulling for Otani tonight to win, and uh, again, we really appreciate having you on and talking to us. Thank you so much. Yeah.
2: It's my pleasure, and um, I'd love to sit down and chat with you at any time.
1: Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And thank you guys for watching. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Leave a comment below. Let us know what you thought about everything. Do you think the game needs different packaging? Really appreciate you guys listening, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys.
0: Baseball lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs>